0: birthday, and he was being interviewed, and the reporter was very impressed on how young he looked and how wonderful his health was, so he asked him, you know, for some words of advice. He said, so what do you attribute this to him? And I said, I gave up arguing. He said, excuse me? What do you mean? He said, I never argue with anybody. It's just too stressful. I don't figure it out. That's absolutely the stupidest thing I have ever heard of. Nobody with half a brain would believe something as stupid as that. Yeah, you're probably right," he said, and turned and walked away. I want to speak today about our nation's condition and what can be done about it. First, I want to let I want to let you know. I am to get up here and rant and rave about any political party, any politicians, whoever or whatever we should blame this on, (coughs) but rather to discuss how our nation has come to this point (coughs) and what can be done about it. I will tell you what I believe that these conditions are really caused by. They are here because we've learned them. Ezekiel 14, 12. The word of the Lord came to me again, saying, let me find out where the rest of me went. Oh, here we are. is. I'm not going on both sides. Son of man, when the land sins against me, by persistent unfaithfulness, I will stretch out my hand against it. I will cut off its supply of bread, sin, famine, Even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness, says the Lord God. If I cause wild beasts to pass through the land and they empty it and make it so desolate that no man may pass through because of the beasts, even though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver daughters, only they would be delivered, and the land would be desolate. Or, if I bring a sword on that land and say, sword, go through the land, and I cut off man and beast from it, even though these three men were in it as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver neither sons nor daughters. Into that land and pour out my fury on it in blood, and cut off from it man and beast. Even though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver neither themselves, neither son nor daughter. They would deliver only themselves by their blood. For thus says the Lord God. Be when I send my four severe judgments on Jerusalem: the sword and famine, wild beasts and pestilence to cut off man and beast from it. <laughs> Yet behold, there shall be left in it a remnant, who shall we, who will be brought out, both sons and daughters. Surely they will come out to you, and you will see their ways and their doings. Then. That I have brought upon Jerusalem, all that I have brought upon it. And they will comfort you when you see their ways and their doings, and you shall know that I have done nothing without cause that I have done in it, says the Lord God. I think he's trying to get our attention. I know he's trying to get there. The first 14 verses of Deuteronomy chapter 28 have to do with blessings that will fall upon those who diligently obey God and keep commandments. Starting at 28.1 and going through 14. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high up. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. If I'm going to be overtaken, I'd rather be overtaken by blessings. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Pretty much scattered, huh? The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your home, And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just He has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in His way. Then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of good in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord has sworn to your Father's the Lord will open to you his good treasure to heaven, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. He shall lend, You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not be a borrower. And the Lord shall make you the head, and not the tail. You shall be above only, and not be beneath, if you heed the commandments of the Lord God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe. to the right of, or left, to go after God to serve them. But God has also promised that he will punish nations who practice evil. He will send evil calamities against erring nations, trying to get them to turn away from that evil. against their nations, trying to get them turned away from that evil, turn back to him. But verses fifteen through 68, those were the big This is the feast of celebration, thanking God for the wonderful blessings we have received, one of which is that we have not received the punishment for our next step. The thing being that if we'll return to him before his judgment is levied against us, then we will truly have the blessing. I really do detest what has been going We in America have midterm coming up. So before everyone w- starts running for the doors, I want to let you know I'm not here to tell you how to vote, who to vote for, you, not vote for you. <clears throat> I am here to share what I see as the cause of all this and what we should be doing to get it stopped. and that's humble ourselves, pray, and seek God's face and turn over in our wicked ways. If we'll truly do that, God may very well repent of bringing more calamity upon us and rather will bless us with this blessing. That to me sounds like a good thing. So, one might ask, how exactly are we going to be accomplish this? How about this? 2 Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. My favorite two verses. Share it with anybody who looks. When I shut up heaven, and or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and heal their land. One good point to those of us here, I believe, is that we're already sick. God's face is, oh, I'm sorry, seeking God's face and praying. Oh, I'm sorry. A, seeking God's face and praying. Always, capital A-L-W-A-Y-S, a good thing. Not only is it a good thing; it is absolutely essential that we seek Him, study His Word, and seek to enjoy Him. But we do need to do that, and get others to do that as well. Sadly, many of us don't realize. That one person has enough power to change things, but we do. Each one of us, with probably the most powerful tool that we could ever use, in our minds. So let's go back to our aged gentleman and the reporter. The man, when asked by the reporter, said that he had felt that the decision he had made was a major reason for his health and longevity. And the reporter. Was I want to introduce you to uh, Dr. Caroline Lee. She's not here. She's a strong Christian woman from South Africa, originally. And she's a pioneer in studying and proving how truly powerful our minds are. I learned about her from Lori Duchesne, you can't be uh, pretty sure you guys Encourage a ministry to turn this with me. <clears throat> As I get into this, I want Pass it on. And that's my intent. Why do you think we are told this in God's Word in Philippians 4? Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these. deeply on something, focusing on it, considering it. That's something Dr. Lee says we must do in order to improve our mental and physical health. <coughs> I give them certain everyone here has heard about the power of positive thinking, right? Dr. Lee explains how it works, starting by explaining that science is finally catching up with the Bible, and has shown proof that God has not given us. We have God's spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. That book was copyrighted in 2013. I'm betting that science has continued to discover even more since then. But what she writes is absolutely amazing. You know, they have machines nowadays in hospitals that can literally In harmony in our brain. If we're all tilted, parts of our brain, some parts will be working too much and other parts not enough. So it really makes a difference to keep ourselves on even feel, as it were. <coughs> she says that breakthrough neuroscience research is confirming daily what scientists instinctively knew all along and that what we are thinking every moment Every day becomes a physical reality in our brains and bodies, which affects our optimal health and physical health. Those are the thoughts that collectively form our attitude. And they know that what they found out about that attitude. This is our state of mind, and that state of mind, not our DNA, is what determines mother's quality. This is referred to as epigenetics, called a new science, but during the dark leave it's an ancient science that we find throughout the Bible. At its most basic level, it's the fact that our thoughts and choices impact our physical, brain, and body, our mental health, and our spiritual development. The reason is that that God made man in His own image. That it was built to be a loving body, and science agrees with this. There's nothing hateful about our bodies. There's nothing... Thirty-four, six, and 7, and the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. We had, We should realize that the changes that we have are over. <coughs> from what I said, they can be good or bad, right? <coughs> Dependent on whether or not the thoughts are about God, His scriptures and love are on bad, evil things. And she pointed out, she said, this, uh, uh, she had this stage that this side was over here you focus on God and you focus on God good- of things to realize from what the scripture says. Science has proven that problems that are uh, in our DNA, things as it were, problems with the genes, they will last through the third and fourth generation before they go away. So things that your great grandchildren gave them a hard time that they, bad things that they did cause for themselves. Some of the things that you have problems dealing with probably came from great-great-grandma or great-great-grandpa or great-grandma, or great-grandpa. The neat thing about it is the good things, the blessings from God, those that do good, His blessings. with His Word when He spoke to it, <clears throat> So we can work on ridding ourselves God's word in ways to have something else to go to. Instead of getting mad, angry and yelling and cussing or whatever. Go to getting happy and some things you can't be happy about, but you can still look to God and know that He is loved and He loves us and focus on that. We got Bible our children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, or great great grandchildren won't have to mess with that. That's a pretty good gift to give them. In the prologue of her book, she states that science is kind of catching up with fire Bible, like I said, showing us proof that God has not given us the spirit of Scientific research confirms what one's thinking. Again, every minute, every day. are today. And it may be just for a little while, because this neat thing about if we have bad, if we've created something bad in it, we can get rid of it. We can seek God's face and repent of our wickedness and pray that he takes that out of he She says, this is what Moses was talking about in Deuteronomy thir- uh, chapter 30, 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, Choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. That you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey His voice, and that you may cling to Him, for He is your life and the length of your days. That you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to them. So again, our thoughts, of what forms of our attitude, <coughs> our state of mind, not the view. In other words, our thoughts have power. God's expressly telling us it's up to us to determine are we going to receive blessings or are we going to receive curses. The main scripture that she opens her book with. Hebrews eleven one, faith is the substance that things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. I know I'm repeating myself several times here, but I think that they're listening. It's important that we do Thoughts are real. Physical things that are generated by us. Here's what science was certain of the brain everything. It ran everything, it controlled everything. And it was hardwired. My first thought on when I saw that was why would God tell us whatever good, whatever is good, whatever is the best thing. Things, if it wasn't going to make any difference, if your brain was hardwired, it didn't make sense, did it? <clears throat> Turns out, oh, they thought that the the brain, that the mind was the creation of the brain, and that's how it communicated with the person living in his body, the brain. And it what so made this construct of the mind. And she points out that the mind, which is us, what runs the brain. The brain she said is three and a half pounds of physical cells. And your brain runs it. And we have a part of our mind that works at about a have gone to college and, and learned to studied a lot and all that kind of stuff. Okay. How many of you know that once you studied it and you go to bed, your brain sorts all that stuff. Actually, that's your mind. It's sorting that stuff and filing it away in places that so you can get it later. And I took my captain. if you're going home you come back around, it's about 9 o'clock, and come back around noon, that was only about, about 8 hours too early, but that's where it was, uh, I called my mom and I her telling her, that I was back home, she said, do not open a book, you got it or you don't have it, and if you open a book and start looking at stuff, you're going to scramble all all the garbage about gender and who you are and the of gender. Now, there's a thing called plasticity of the brain, of the mind, because we can change that, right? Gender? No. You're born a guy, you're going to be a guy. You're born a girl, you're going to be a girl. Here. So you've got people that are... Listen to me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good and your feet. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cries. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. So, who would desire a long and happy life? We need to depart from it. Try to do good, because acts of evil turn the Lord against their perpetrators, and He will. Be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. How about this one? Proverbs chapter three, seven and eight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Here. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Sometimes what she's saying, "Now, huh? if you focus on that, it makes us stronger, it makes us well." Again, medical science is fine; they caught up. But these two verses shows and proves just what Solomon said: that the damage that evil thoughts cause in our bodies, in our body's DNA. Word speaking, scientific truth. Keep going. I told you about it. I told Our thoughts, whenever we focus on God, focus on His Word, what does that do in your heart? Lift you up, I hope. And if it doesn't, if it causes you grief there's something there we need to fix, we should go to God and pray about it. Get that taken care of, and it'll lift you up. I can say we believe it or not. chance to realize a lot, a lot of the things that are in your control that can make the difference. The gentleman that was here yesterday uh, morning, for baseball player, and not everybody can be a baseball player, but and he focused on it, he made changes, didn't he, to eat the donut. Our brain, so that it's neuroplastic again, Uh, neurogenesis. And she cites Lamentations three twenty two. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because His compassion fail not. (laughs) They are new every morning. Great is Your faithfulness. So you know, remember, uh, this lady said the. Our future. Amen. Isaiah 55, 1-7 Ho, oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy milk and wine without money, without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what is not satisfied? Listen carefully to me. your soul delight itself in abundance. Get all of my words you can get. Get all of my spirit working in you that you can get. And it will make bitter and bitter. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people. A leader and commander for the people. Surely... You shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you. Why? Because of the Lord your God. I I put in why. Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for He has glorified you. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. For he will have mercy on him, and to our father, for he will abundantly pardon. I definitely feel that that will make the difference.